Welcome back to the Retro Nama Pod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, present, and future. I am your hostess with the mostess, Toby, and across this internet, my beautiful brown-haired fudge round to my oatmeal cream pie, Rick. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, there, it was a roller coaster. That, of what I, that, I don't know. My mind was going through a lot. Yeah, you, you said that, and all of my mind was thinking, oh, we're on episode 40, and then you pop out a fudge round, and I'm like, wait, what? What are we talking about? Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're mostesses, hostesses. We're the hostesses with the most. I get it now. Hostess. Like the snack yeah. cake. God. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Oh, I, God. I got, <laughs> I, I got you, brother. Don't worry. I'll get there. <laughs> Holy macaroni. Oh, man. It feels like we haven't done this in a long time. It's hot outside. Oh. I'm, I'm drained. It hasn't been that long. It hasn't been that long. It's been yeah. like a week or maybe yeah. a little little more because we did it with Drew and we did it on a Sunday rather than a Monday. Yeah. And shout out to Drew. Our second, our first, wait. God, dude, I swear I know how to do this. Our first ever second timer, two timer. Yeah. So shout out, Drew. Appreciate you, bro. Repeater. Re- repeater? <laughs> that sounds like a dirty word the way I, you said it. Let's right? move on. It does. Uh, <laughs> Weird question of the week. Um, if you were a Transformer, what vehicle would you turn into? Ugh, I mean, you choose any vehicle. Yeah, like... Like any vehicle. Yeah, okay. Uh, I want to be like a... What are they? The SR-71 Blackbirds? <laughs> like, I want to be like the... Like, could you imagine like the transformer that just like snuck up on everyone? Like all of a sudden it was like nothing, nothing, oh, nothing. Fuck. It's like a little assassin, you know? Like he's just cruising around the world, just fucking shit up. But I'd want to be like uh you've seen the new Battlestar Galactica? I'm aware of it. Oh, that's <laughs> wild actually. The fact that I've seen that and you haven't. Um It's not that but wild. in Battlestar Galactica there's a there's a Cylon ship, like mm-hmm. Raider ship. That like kind of goes rogue. His name's Scar. He like goes around and fucks some shit up, like all by his lonesome. Uh, but I'd be like that. But I'd be a transformer, you know? Maybe with like a scratch on my side where they almost got me one time, <laughs> you know? But like all the other times I'm like invisible and I'm a blackbird sh- uh, the spy ship thing. You know what I'm talking about. But like it looks like a black Dorito. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh like the weird thing about like Transformers is that like you could be like an aircraft, which is huge, but then you transform and you're like the size of like you know Bumblebee, <laughs> you know like it, the size. Yeah, I mean, it does it not make odd. sense. Yeah. So would that make me like well, no, because I'd probably just be the same size of all the other Transformers. They all I seem be like Megatron size. You know, you want to be Optimus size, not Bumblebee. Bumblebee's just this little guy. Yeah, but Bumblebee does like dope ass shit. Oh, like, he's, he's all agile and shit, and he's like swing, 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 and yeah. all of a sudden he just like throws his little rocket arm in your back, and you're just like, damn, little motherfucker. Like I don't like fight fighting small people. Like they know how to get inside the arms. You know, like my <laughs> arms are too long. They're <laughs> they're a detriment. Anything outside my circle, we're good. You know, whereas like Bumblebee just slip all up in there. That's why I want to sneak up on his ass. No, you can't. I'm sneak up on a yellow Camaro, you know? Like, I'm just in the clouds, and all of a sudden, I'm like, stab! Right on the 405, you know, in the middle of California. It's like, no more Bumblebee! You went I'd yellow, be the most badass transform. You went yellow Camaro for him, and I'm still like, no, he's a love bug. 
<laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. I guess. Yeah. That's where my heart lies. In my mind, all I see is the fucking Michael Bay movie. It's, it's true. Sad. That first one but... is great. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's whew. Should have called it one and done because it got yeah, weird. They really out. did like <laughs> start at the top of Everest and just tumble. They down. were like nowhere else to go. Wee. Did they put John Cena in one of those movies? No, that was the Bumblebee standalone. He was like a military guy. Okay, who's trying look, to, yeah. I was saying it sarcastically because Fight Fast and the Furious <laughs> is about to come out, you know? But the fact that John Cena's in a Transformers movie, whether or not it's a standoff or yeah. standalone movie, it still fucking counts. And y'all put John Cena in a goddamn movie and series over. Like, it's done. You bring it, bring it. Yeah, I don't know what you do. Do a Decepticons movie. That'd be oh. cool. Like a Decepticon's origin story, Megatron origin story. Huh. Like a Joker, but with the Decepticon. Exactly. Like a rated <laughs> R, like Megatron as a child just getting his shit kicked in by his robot parents. And there's always Starscream like trying to steal his thunder the whole it, fucking yeah, it's, time. It's like the neighbor kid down the street. <laughs> He's just like, go kick rocks, kid. You know? Like, ah, we can't do a- this. I will not <laughs> go away. Exactly. So a blackbird. Yeah, I think so. You're, or I'd be something stupid like a stealthy jet. I don't know. <laughs> like if I was a train, but I wasn't on train tracks and I was like transform, you know, and now all of a sudden I'm a fucking train in the middle of, you know, the road just <laughs> trying tearing to go somewhere. Concrete. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just like <laughs> train was a bad choice. <laughs> That's what I imprinted on. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. But if I was like a stealthy like blackbird like transformer assassin that seems fucking cool yeah yeah i mean yeah see i was thinking either uh uh rv <laughs> super inconspicuous <laughs> or or a vespa <laughs> scooter it's funny because like vespas don't like and even like a motorcycle just doesn't in my mind come up in the vehicle category it's like its own category it's like motorbike vehicle yeah, no, like a vehicle yeah. in my mind is enclosed. Is that the rule you have to stick by? You have to be able to be enclosed to be able to... No, I think Transformers can be whatever the fuck they want. Because, like, on Earth, yeah, we have cars and stuff. This motherfucker's not an international semi-truck on a different planet <laughs> where they don't know what international <laughs> semi-trucks are, you know? Like, what the fuck is Optimus Prime in his natural form? That's fair. Gotta be, right? Yeah. Gotta be. Yeah. They didn't just like, oh shit, we found an Earth. Now we can transform into Earth things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, but I mean I could I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Yeah. I don't know. Transformers is weird, man. You start digging into it and it gets real strange. Yeah, and then there's animals and dinosaurs and shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you think a a, a transformer <laughs> this should have been a weird question. Do you think a Transformer like Optimus Prime carries like a Beast Wars style <laughs> Transformer pet? Like he walks out like Mike Tyson with his tiger, but it's uh why can I not remember any of these goddamn <laughs> these characters? It's anyways. Uh, who knows? I don't remember. Well they have but like, you know what I'm saying. They had like the little bots. Like in the original, they had like the the one that was Soundwave who would tune into oh. like a boombox. Yeah, and like that kind of stuff. So maybe which they was could... like the two little cars that was like their throw off in the movies. Was, yeah, uh, jazz and oh, dude, I'm having a real hard time right now. I just drank a bunch of G Fuel. We're gonna get it going. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't beats me. You, 
I'd be hard pressed to go any further than like your main ones. I you know, yeah, like, I'm like I said, I'm at a loss for words. My Transformers knowledge is lacking, considering like I didn't get to watch like Transformers was just right out of that time. Yeah, where it's like I caught some of it, but it wasn't something I watched episode after episode. You know, to get like a legitimate mm. storyline. I'm not proud to admit that, but it is what it is. That's yeah, fine for what it was. Fine for it's what Transformers. it was. Yeah, I get to grow up with Nickelodeon. You can't go wrong with Transformers. Um, I do want to kind of touch on a couple of the E3 things. Uh, most of all is the stuff like that we're kind of excited for, especially mm-hmm. as a you know as a group being able to play stuff together. But the first one I want to, I want to tell you about. It's kind of funny because I it's not really for me. It's a it's like a Dark Soulsy game, like a Souls game. So it's tough. Called Elden Ring. Uh, but what I found interesting about this game because chances are I'm not going to play it. Is the backstory is written by George R. R. Martin. George R. 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 Martin. George R. R. Um, but it's kind of cool because like you allowed you know HBO writers to ruin the end of Game of Thrones. You haven't finished writing the last book to prove any of it wrong, and now you're doing a goddamn story for a video game. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude! Like, go watch football and chill out. That's why it took him so long to like. Why it's not out yet, because he's like, I got sidetracked by this video game. They threw money at me, and I was like, okay. <laughs> like it, it, it looks cool. I'm not going to lie. It looks kind of cool or whatever. Again, I'm not going to fucking play it. It does look cool as hell. Um, I didn't write it down here, but uh, damn it. Toy Soldiers, I think it's called. Yeah. They're like mini big game. Looks, looks awesome. Good. Retromania uh, looks fantastic. Yeah. That- Retromania <sighs> Wrestling. Dude. Oh. That game, bro, it just it gives me butterflies. <laughs> like I don't know what it is, but I watched it. The music, everything about that is. Uh, but I did an E3 recap YouTube video. Go check out the Retronama Pod YouTube video. Yes. The only thing that got copyright claimed in the entire video, which fucked the monetization of the video. Not that we're getting monetization on the video yet. Was the Metro the Retro Mania Wrestling really claim immediately? Proce- processing was over, and it was like, ka-ching! Like claim one, and I go click on it, and boom, Retromania Wrestling. I was like, "You sons of bitches!" Huh? Interesting. Is it somebody's job to like watch uploaded videos and just be like, "Uh huh, that's okay. All right, all right, that's okay." Oh, that one we got to ding you for that one. Like, yeah, like <laughs> what? Well, I don't wild. understand. Um, Payday Three. I talked about that one. I think last week too. Super stoked for Payday Three. Evil Dead's getting a game. Vampire Blood Hunt, which is the one that I was telling you about, uh, which is the Vampire Masquerade. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll be honest, probably not going to last all that long. But when it first comes out, I'm I'm playing that game. Like, when the lobbies are full, I, I'm 100% playing that game. It looks cool. It's like a Vampire Battle Royale game. It's gonna and they be- actually have two. Do they? It, yeah, Blood Hunt and then something else. And, like, oh. one's the BR, I think, and one uh, is... Like maybe single player, maybe I don't know. All still off the masquerade narrative. I could be wrong on that. Do not quote me. That seems like a game that'll last through like super diehards about like vampire shit. It'll it'll have a longer tail, but it'd be like a real niche like group of people who are like, I'm all about the vampire masquerade, so I'm gonna keep this uh, online thing alive for as long as we can. Come on, guys, let's go play. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. We'll see about that one. Yeah. I should have looked up the release date for that. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff coming out this year. Ton. We've got Mario Golf this week. 
Dark Alliance just came Dark out. Alliance. Halo this year, Battlefield this year, Back for Blood this year. It, it's I, the list goes on and on. That um, that Redfall game, that other vampire Redfall. game looks yeah, a lot of vampire it stuff looks this year. So cool because that one actually like shows like distinct like oh there's kind of a telekinesis Classes. girl and there's like clearly like more to it whereas the vampire masquerade they kind of allude to something like that without fully being like aha <laughs> so i don't know man huh. it's very cool time to be a vampire like yeah liker. i guess so look i if there was one thing i took from e3 is there was a lot more vampire stuff it uh <laughs> chat chat got me in twitch chat i'm not gonna lie um no <laughs> a lot of vampire stuff for e3 this year i i i kind of couldn't believe it redfall looks cool but redfall's like that class-based it's definitely gonna be class-based but uh it looks great i'm i'm ready for i'm ready for new games i'm ready for shooters bring me battlefield bring me call of duty yeah, and luckily we're getting that battlefield which looks wild as heck battlefield looks crazy it's not going to be something I talk about a whole lot because of what it is. It's first person shooter it multiplayer, but there I I have a hard on for them, there's no doubt. Yeah. Good good um, good showing this year for E3 like all the way around it's like, you know, good time to be yeah. a gamer. A lot of interesting cool. a lot stuff. Of stuff for Nintendo. I you know, there there's only certain things I'm interested in for Nintendo. And I already got a lot of those. Um but yeah, I don't know. Go check out the E3 recap on YouTube. I talk about a couple of them. Not a lot of them. Advance Wars. That one looks kind of mm, tight, too. Yeah. The Advance Wars reboot looks really good. Or the Metal Slug tactical turn-based thing. Yeah, I'm just not is... a big turn-based tactical. Like, not an XCOM player. The only one that I've wanted to play lately is Into the Breach. Mm. Into the Breach? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm really interested in that one, but again, it's probably something I'm never going to get to. <laughs> There's so much. Never. There's so much. Yeah. To, There's a, got... I'm, I can't even get to the stuff that I have right now. Yeah. Like I've got six download or six <laughs> games downloaded just on game pass. Haven't touched not one of them. Dark Alliance. I is keep like, downloading them. Hey, remember I came out like two yeah, days ago. So, Come on guys. The problem with Dark Alliance too, is I've been like seeing reviews and stuff. And I know that game's just sitting in my library. Like don't read the reviews. Try for yourself. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh, do yeah. I, do I put myself through? <laughs> always, always put yourself through it is what I say. You don't know yeah. till you try it, and if it's free to you, what does it hurt? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, E3. Like I said, we got a we got a little bit of a recap video up on YouTube, and uh, there's some stuff to be excited for this year. I'm excited, especially considering like last year was such a shit show with COVID and pandemic, and at least E3 they like got shit together even yeah. from home this time, and it wasn't super ridiculous. Yeah, it really messed things up. Um, but I watched a couple of movies I just wanted to uh, throw out there. Um, one was the latest Pixar movie since we just did our Pixar nostalgia called Luca. And it's a literal fish out of water story uh, based kind of in, uh, I don't know if it's Italy per se, but it's like a, if anything, a fictional Italy. Do you have to pay for this one? No, this one's straight up like okay. soul where you just log in and you can watch it. Um, great coming of age story of a kid who's like, you know, kind of like oh i want to see what's on the surface but i'm afraid until he meets a guy who literally pulls him out of the water and it's a great god this movie's so good it's a, yeah and pixar you said right we've watched it twice already because it's it's just that no kidding good yeah is it like on moana level moana is it's its own thing like it's damn it's, okay we can't even compare stuff to moana i, I moana like was one of those i like, understand yeah that movie is a league of its own 
but if you if you're super into like the i don't know it's it's great friendship story you know like these three kind of oddballs have to win this race for a prize because the two sea monsters who are the fish out of water want a vespa out of all things and (laughs) and this gal this other gal that they meet just wants to like beat this guy who's like kind of an asshole and that's her whole like thing is i just gotta stop this guy from winning and that's it and so they join together and stuff happens but gosh it's so well done it's visually just fun check it out i mean great yeah pixar i mean luca can't go wrong luca on disney plus uh the next one is monster hunter came out like during the pandemic or maybe it was earlier this year um which i guess is technically part of the pandemic because we're still not out of it um but it stars mila jovovich uh, which you might know from like resident evil and um fifth element and then it's also got tony yaw which you might recognize from like umbach and the protector he's mutai guy mutai action guy um based on the video game franchise of the same name and it's not great at all <laughs> yeah this one sucks because i remember when they casted mila i was just like oh yeah like yeah, i'm good yeah. for this perfect casting for this style game you know with all the little swoopties and the jumping and the stabbing yeah you know perfect plus she's still hot she's like i don't know older she's now. older but her, she still has it like, was just, yeah yeah smoke show uh yeah heard it was not good it, it's just I, the, I also heard rumors that that movie was made but like pretty much made for the chinese market that would make sense big monsters yeah. like they kept doing that thing where like they'll they'll have a close-up of the person and then they'll like do that zoom out to show the scope of like there's just they're so tiny people compared to this place and it's like get over yourself like there was literally like a 15 minute span where they did that same shot let's do it again and just in case you forgot this world is yeah it was just i wanted it to be good because fighting big kaiju monsters and like and there was just so much stuff that didn't make sense and like usually i just go in for like low expectations on everything so that way i'm like oh this was actually pretty fun and it's like where did she get the leather armor from that seemed custom made to her when she's like a, a military gal who gets transported to this world? It's like, it's like, what is going on? There's just so many like weird like things they did. And it's done by the guy who did the Resident Evil movies as well, which you would think he'd have yeah, a grip but on. Then but again, you then look again. all the way into the Resident <laughs> yeah, Evil movies. Exactly. And, nah. Yeah, <laughs> their, their, their track record really fell off the end there. So pretty, pretty quick. I can't recommend this one unless you want to go watch some big monsters um, or just watch What's Mila Jovovich. Uh, we watched this through Means. Oh, okay. So my fire stick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On <laughs> is it out in theaters? No, right is now? it? What did we watch it on? We did watch it on some. I don't recall, but it, go check it out if you want to. I wouldn't waste your time personally because it's, I don't know, it, it, it ends and you're like, Okay, and then they so clearly try to set it up for a sequel. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, give us one movie that's contained that you're like, okay, cool. And if it's successful, do the sequel. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. They just finished production on the Borderlands movie, too. See, now that. So we should get that. Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, they did. What is it? Kevin Hart's in it. Jack Black is Claptrap. Yeah, like the that cast. That looks pretty good. The cast of that one looks great, but it's also one of those like. Video game movies, video game based movies. Yeah. 
don't have a great track record. There are pearls in it, but like for yeah. the majority, it's like. Don't you sit here and talk shit about the Super Mario Brothers movie? I love that movie. I'm not even talking about that one or Street Fighter. I'm talking about <laughs> like, I don't know, House of the Dead or Postal or some of these other ones that were like. Those are the ones that you pull from? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we're going to pull deep, Jesus. I'm going to pull deeper. <laughs> get out of here, UA Bowl. <laughs> God damn. Okay. Let's get out of this before yeah. we get in trouble. <laughs> too, too late. We've already had people. <laughs> we're canceled. <I> <laughs> uh, so, hey, we're all fans of Hellraiser here. That guy's a champ, right? Uh, well, it looks like they're going to do a reboot of it, and they're doing something a little interesting, which for this doesn't seem like such a, what? why would you do that? But they're going to do a gender swap pinhead, which doesn't seem like too bad considering that you know the the cenobites are demons. Look, you know? I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be hard for me to argue against this right now without sounding like an asshole. <laughs> why? Why? Just like why? You know what? It's this is not. I, I just I have no faith in this being a good movie, and it has nothing to do with the fact that they want Pinhead to be a woman. It has everything to do. With the fact that no one's asking for a fucking Hellraiser right now. (laughs) And not only are you giving us one, but you're changing it. Which in my mind is just we're we're really we're really not gonna have a good time with this movie. I think a female pinhead would be crazy because I think that women can play insanely crazy characters. Sure. But it's been what? I I can't even say it's been that long. It's probably only been like twenty years, because I think we looked this up during the Halloween episodes last year. For Hellraiser? But there's like yeah, Hellraiser movie that came out in two thousand one or something. I feel like, I feel like it was more frequently than that. Let's see. Um, Hellraiser Judgment came out in twenty eighteen. So twenty eighteen. Like, yeah, three years ago. Oh my god! But three here's the thing: ago. they do need to do something to breathe life into this. Douglas Brad Doug Bradley Bradley Douglas. Okay, the dude who plays Pinhead, he's gotten up there in age where you do need to refresh this franchise and start new. And maybe going a female-led Cenobite might be the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious because it are they con- are they doing a continuation of the story or are they doing like a remake of the first one with like a gender swap thing, or like I don't are they going like the Saw route where she was like an apprentice all these years and now she's taking over the reins of fucking shit up. But then again, like how does she get the powers? How did like? You, we've determined you can't fuck with Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, unless you're, unless you're Pyramid Head, but that's a whole other, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. God damn it. Uh, Shout out to Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's an interesting. Like I, I want it to work because I, I do think that Hellraiser is a franchise that has kind of lost its way. I mean, it's been putting out just movie after movie. And after a, a while, you just you kind of have to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> what was the last Hellraiser movie you watched? Seriously, like I think I watched Bloodlines, which was like that's that's mid, starting to get up there, mid like... mid two thousands or so, just out of yeah. curiosity. But that's not like I think I'd watched one or two, one and two, took time off from the franchise and just be like, those are awesome. Oh, they put out a new one. Let me check this out and be like, ooh. <laughs> You know, like yeah, that 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 was that's a tough one. That's it, a tough. One. I I don't know. Look, 
come October, when I'm looking through movies, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, the new Hellraiser. Yeah, like, exactly. Let's watch 30 minutes of this before I shit all over it. <laughs> You're like, I want to turn it off, but I want to see if it maybe ends well. Like The fact that it even got like news and stuff like for... Like, you literally put out a Hellraiser. I didn't hear about the Hellraiser movie in 2018. Why the fuck am I hearing about this one? Like, and, oh, they gender swapped. And cool. that's why. Now it's making. Yeah, I know. But it's it's just like, <laughs> y'all have put out bad movies for the last 40 fucking years. Like, this one's not going to make it better. I would have rather you have done a reboot, a complete remake of the first one. I don't know, man. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Will we see it if it's available on one of the streaming platforms? Sure. You know? But until then, fingers crossed, because I only want good things to happen. I only want good things out in the world. But unfortunately, with Hellraiser's track record, the odds are stacked against it severely. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We will see Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes at 12%. (laughs) (laughs) Continue on. Um, So the original... Whoa, what was that? The original company that put out Dungeons and Dragons, the son of Gary Gygax, is uh, looks like he's going to be putting out a new... Um, he has new stuff coming out from TSR. Uh, this is cool, because TSR is who originally put out D&D. So, like, my d and Well, you guys can't see it on the video here, but I have uh, an original 80, 1980 TSR... Um, Module, module. Yeah, that's, that's the word you're that's, looking for. That's the word. <laughs> um, I yeah, I have the B module uh, from the original 1980 set, and it's put out by TSR. So it's cool that not only did they get his son, but they're putting it out through their original instead of Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, cause which you, I'm sure yeah. they're gonna get their cut or whatever. But yeah, I don't, I don't know how all that works because I think they're putting it our, uh, out as TSR RPG, so that way they're not dungeons and dragons it's like all these other companies that do where it's like this will work with dungeons and dragons but it's its own thing so they don't necessarily have to give wizard of the coasts their own uh the their cut of the of it so the first one's going to be called giant lands um and i don't know it was just an interesting thing to see that uh the son of gary gygax is like it's weird because like if if wizards isn't going to get a like any cut of it you don't you'd the Gygaxes, do they still own the word Dungeons and Dragons? Is that still their trademark? No, I think that's what's owned under Wizard of the Coast. Whereas yeah, T- so TSR, they wouldn't be able to call it. TSR is going to be the. I think that's what they're putting in TSR RPG. Oh, they're not calling it Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Yeah. Okay, I see. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, look, we're getting a lot of good tabletop stuff. There's too. And pen and paper RPGs. So much, so much stuff out there. Don't go on to Kickstarter, or else you'll just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you. Oh, that's me. cool. <laughs> like, Ouroboros, and then like I, everything. Kickstarter yeah. is the fucking worst. Get the fuck out of here. Trying just... to buy a house. We <laughs> talked about this. Hey, here's another <laughs> thing you want to do. So check that out. Um, supposed to come out uh, later that's this cool. year. So you know, right on. I'm not yeah. mad at it. Never a bad thing. Uh, did you ever watch the movie Kingpin? Hell yes, I did. <laughs> I mean, who, who didn't, right? Like, we're all fans of bowling. We're all fans of Bill Murray and Woody Harrelson. Do you Harrelson. like bowling? I love bowling. Me too, dude. Yeah. Me too. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon, the Retronomapod Bowling League. <laughs> yes. Only available on the Wii. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, yes. the Farrelly brothers are going to be 
working or they are working on doing a Kingpin sequel, which considering that movie came out in like the mid nineties back in 96. Oh, that's what I was going to say like 96. Yeah. Okay. Or almost, <laughs> almost 20 years later. Like, Oh boy. Is it something? I guess we are 15 years later. Um, do we need, no, it's more than that. Isn't that? I don't know. Matt's hard. Um, <laughs> do, do we need, uh, do you think a sequel to that movie no. is worthwhile? No. Yeah, no, or do no, you, I don't. Because do I think the premise of the movie doesn't deserve. Oh, go ahead, ask your other question. Do you think it's gonna? I don't know. It's gonna fall in line with what you're about to say. Is basically, yeah. Do you think it's gonna be like Dumb and Dumber Two, where you're like, oh, they're making a sequel, and then you see it, and you're like, I wish they didn't make a sequel. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it, you know, the story and the ending of the original Kingpin movie doesn't deserve one like it was that was cool that was the story sweet they did the thing yeah you know we don't need to see the after of the thing unless he's like i don't know sucking dick on the corner and selling drugs because he fell from fame or something i don't know also bill murray and woody harrelson both kind of getting old as fuck yeah and like why are they just trying to like get the last bit of nut before they go away you know like but it's not it, like it may, they yeah. need to, though. Like, Woody Harrelson's doing freaking Venom movies. So, like, to do something like this, I mean, I'll still go see it. But it's like, eh, eh. Like, this is something you should have revisited back in, like, 99. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 2001, maybe. But yeah. now, again, we've talked about it in the past, too. The whole, like, plan on our nostalgia shit is really starting to get old. Yeah, especially, like, something like this where it's like, how many people have seen this movie? Like, I really want to know, like... Did they make a big Lebowski too? Because that's what this would remind me of. I think there was some- one that was based off of John Totoro's character. Unfortunately, I don't remember right now. But it was like a a light sequel in like adjacent, yeah. but not direct. That's like Adam Sandler coming out right now and being like, "We're doing Billy Madison too. It's in production, you know." And it's like, please don't the college just, years. <laughs> just you just did the college years. Him owning the fucking business, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I just don't need it. I it, don't need it. I just, what are you going to do? Because you're not going to get Randy Quaid back because he's, uh, you know. So it's like, <laughs> like, I, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I, I want more comedy, but like, and I really like Kingpin, the original, but like, it just yeah. seems like a, you're squeezing a, a, a an, an udder that's completely dry. I don't know. That fell apart quick. I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. I agreed. Do you, you can, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. I, I don't know what else to say. Just I, leave it alone. I want to keep touching it, but like we should probably move on. Um, here's some fun news. Beauty and the Beast Disney Plus prequel series will finally provide answers about mysterious movie character. Huh? Hmm. What do you think? Would you watch Is it the Emma Watson one? No. Is that the Emma- oh, oh, I mean, it's, it just says Beauty and the Beast. It doesn't yeah, say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is this going to be like live action or is this going to be animated? That's interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, no. The network pre- is officially pre- greenlit <laughs> in eight episodes. Oh, yeah, you, me and you just read it. a prequel to the 2017 live action movie the same day. Sometimes. So that was the it. one with Emma Watson, right? Yeah, I liked you it. Me, I liked that one a lot. I didn't. I didn't see it. Fuck. Um. Uh, oh, Josh Gad. It's going to follow uh, Gaston and LeFou, who are huh. uh, you know. I don't know. I I don't imagine this can be horrible, right? I it's a side story. I didn't think I, I or I didn't want, but I might have needed. 
I don't I don't know. It's no one fucks like Gaston. No one cooks like Gaston. You know, like I want to say he does everything tops, man. Even even like sucking dick. I bet you he's just like, Ugh. oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Some we went ASMR. That, that we was weird. Long already. <laughs> yeah, you got. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's gonna be weird if they don't, because like if they don't have either Beauty or the Beast in it, like. Do you think that would make a, a a a deal breaker for like a particular series that is like not following the characters that are in the title? No, no not necessarily. I mean, if you make the story good, I think the universe is something that we're falling into a lot lately. Uh-huh. Like where it doesn't necessarily have to be about the main character. We, we're going to see this soon with the Craven story. You know, like it's something that's starting to happen where you're you're in the world. You know that in this world. What you know exists, whether it be, you know, Beauty and the Beast, where you know that these things exist and you're curious if the show or the movie ever crosses paths with the universe that they're living in. I think it's a cool concept. I think it could work as long as the story's good. I mean, you could definitely have Belle in it since she does live in the town. Even if you had her in passing. Exactly. Like, like if, if oh, you, every shit. once in a while, every three episodes, fucking Emma Watson walked from the end <laughs> to the fucking well and back. You know? She's doing her morning routine of like singing about how life sucks. Had this be my provincial life. <laughs> and Gaston just like, God, I want to fuck her so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Josh, Josh Gat, sorry, LeFou is just looking at Gaston like, God, I just want to fuck you so bad. <laughs> Uh, Bro, I'm watching yeah. this show, dude. <laughs> yeah, like especially if they're gonna be. Yeah, we got uh, eight episodes of anticipation coming up. Anticipation. Ooh, that got me sweaty, bro. Goodness gracious, <laughs> I got the vapors. Uh, <laughs> this this next story was too silly not to share. So DC's doing a lot of things right now. They're working on their Flash movie. I'm 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 pushing through this. Um, so instead of like. Introducing new characters from their universe, you know, you got like Blue Beetle and like some of these really cool characters that have yet to Lobo, like cool introductions for these characters. Instead, they're going to make a DC Super Pets movie. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> DC, why? <laughs> it's such a they're weird like, like. They're like, fuck it, Batman, do Batman again. No, let's do Batman again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, these aren't working? Uh-huh. Fuck it. Super pets. That's got to work. Like, what? People love animals. What did you just say? <laughs> Super pets? <laughs> They're like, fuck it. Green light it. <laughs> we got enough money. It's super, like... I, you know, I'm going to be honest, okay? Maybe Super Pets was super badass. I didn't watch Super Pets. Or not watch. Oh, wait. Was there a show called Super Pets? I... I think all they did with like the super pets was like have them on every so often. Like there wasn't like a show specifically, or maybe there Dedicated. was. I feel like there was. Holy shit, there might have been. There might have been, man. But like the cast of this thing, like is pretty crazy because like, um, oh man, I'm trying to figure out who. Like this is not the article I thought it was, but from what I remember, they're gonna have Kevin Hart in it. The Rock is gonna be in it. Uh, Keanu Reeves is going to be playing in it. Like the cast for this thing is pretty crazy, considering that it's going to be like a, a uh, uh, what's that movie? Life of Pets, Secret Life oh, of Pets, yeah. but like with DC superhero, <laughs> like pets. So there is a Super Pets show. Maria Bamford uh, voices Robin. Robin Diedrich Love. Bader voices Ace the Bat Hound. 
Uh, you know Diedrich Bader too. He's um. Oh yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, okay. Cool. He was. He's done Batman for uh, Brave and the Bold. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Drew Carey show. Uh, yeah, they had a show. I was gonna say. I swear, I'd he's seen been it. on everything. But like Kevin Conroy is going to be back, who was the voice of Batman in the animated series. John Krasinski, Kate McKinnon, uh, Jamila, Jamila Jamil is going to be in it. like the casting in this is too insane for it to be like, well, shit. <laughs> you know? It just doesn't make sense. It's like you've got all these like characters that you should be like working harder to produce. <sighs> I don't want to say Marvel level movies, but like Marvel level <sighs> movies, like that's what you want. For people to be like, Dude, oh my god, just like, the movies are great, but like, instead they just don't have a lot coming out either. Although like DC's lineup right now is yeah, I, yeah. There's not much I'm excited for because okay, real fast, Suicide Squad two, great, it's gonna uh, be awesome this year, August. The Batman, which is the one with Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, March of next year, gonna be great. I don't know how I'm excited I am for another Batman. Uh, this one, dude. If you haven't seen the trailer looks, it's like, it looks great. And Robert Pattinson, I hear, is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, May of next year, DC Super Pets. July of next year, Black Adam. Black Adam has the rock. It's in it, the right? rock. They've yeah. Casted the rock. He's the uh, pr- um, protagonist to uh, 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 Shazam. Um, oh, okay, so okay. Eventually, there'll be like a weird crossover movie where those two fight, but it'll be weird to watch. The Rock fight uh, Zach Levi because <laughs> you're like, huh. I think The Rock wins. Like no matter what you do, yeah. like a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> uh, the Flash next November, Aquaman two in December, Shazam two, Fury of the Gods June second, twenty twenty three. Wild. The Blue Beetle, uh, Untitled oh, Superman shit. Project, Zatanna. Yeah. The, I oh, thought Zatanna that's what you were would yeah. be cool. Yeah. Uh, there's no release date, uh, but this is scheduled to begin production in the fall of 2021. So maybe we can pencil in a 2023 release. Yeah. For Blue Beetle. That's cool, man. It's um, like um, their Spider Man. Blue Beetle. Yeah. The Zatanna picture looks badass. Zatanna is really cool. She uses this um, magician. She uses magic, but like the key to her magic is that she has to say it backwards. It's a really cool huh. element of of her ability. Like she could, she's super powerful because of it, but she also has to have that vocal element. And there's been many storylines where she's had her throat fucking slit. That's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. It looks cool, wild, dude. They've got their director, but that's it. The New Gods, uh, The Trench, Supergirl, and Green Lantern Corps. Ooh, core. It's not bad. Corp. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not excited about any of them. Like one thing I'll give DC over DC Warner Brothers over Marvel is that their animated, their like comic book animated movies far surpass uh, anything uh, Marvel's ever done. Amazing! Like I will, I will a hundred percent agree with you on that because that that's a hundred percent correct. A hundred percent correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't need the Super Pets movie. Get that show. <laughs> you know who will be seeing it, though? I'll let you know, know. if it's worthwhile. <laughs> um, oh, I know. <laughs> so Metallica, their Black Album is turning 30 years old this year, which is what? We're old. Um, so they're releasing a, yeah. uh, a, a collection, a, a, you know, super pack, if you will. Of, oh, okay. um you know, updating updating the audio of of the album, all this, but they're gonna have some fifty artists do covers of their favorite songs from Metallica. 
which is kind of awesome. We listened to the yeah. Miley Cyrus, uh, Elton John one. And like on paper, that sounds super like, uh-uh. But like we listened to it and it wasn't half bad. I love Miley's voice. Like I'll be the first to admit, I think Miley Cyrus has an amazing voice. Like especially once she gets away from like her pop tongue out shit. Yes, yes, um, yes. When she gets into that like bluesy rock, mm. especially now that she's done all these drugs and smoked <laughs> yeah, all these cigarettes, she's got, and she's that. got that raspy voice. Yeah. Um, I love Miley's voice. Uh, and Elton John is fucking Elton John. It's He's Elton also John. like a thousand. And the fact that some of these dudes can still fucking sing like this is absolutely insane. So I don't know. I this is cool. I this think is this fucking is cool. awesome. Yeah, because they got Chris Stapleton, Volbeat, Darius Rucker, Corey Taylor, Alicia Cara. Uh, these are fucking awesome. Ghosts, Flatbush Zombies, um, Portugal the Man, ugh, Weezer, St. Vincent, dude. Yeah, it's, this this will be this will be fucking cool. This yeah, will be cool. So they've got a limited edition deluxe box set that has uh, a vinyl, a picture disc, three live LPs, fourteen CDs, which is insane. Damn. Six DVDs, uh, a <laughs> hundred and twenty page hardcover book. Four tur laminates, three lithos. Jesus, here we go. Uh, three guitar picks, uh, Metallica lanyard, and folder with lyric, and a download car, plus more. So, Whew. have at it if you, if you need everything, Metallica. What's the price on that? Oh man, let's brace for impact. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna guess two hundred and thirty dollars. If it'll give it to us, hang on. Did you just route me to the same? God damn, that's a lot of stuff. Okay, scrolling, scrolling, scroll. Yes, I know it comes with a lot of stuff. Good Lord Almighty. I'm still just scrolling down. It's just that much stuff. And then you don't give me a fucking price. God damn it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, All right. Okay, so the Metallica Blacklist album vinyl. I clicked through the wrong. It's 160. Uh, the Blacklist CD set is 30. The Metallica Blacklist album digital download oh, 50. God. I can buy it on CD for 30 but I got to pay 50 if I want it digitally. Or you could just wait until they put it up on Spotify or Dude, whatever. some of these would be so cool, bro. 60. Yeah. I'm, they, I'm They have the Corey Taylor singing Holier Than Thou. That's going to be awesome. Cage the Elephant doing The Unforgiven. That'll be interesting. Flatbush Zombies doing The Unforgiven. It's wild, dude. There's so much stuff like to have that amount of artists, which makes sense cuz I mean they've, you know, they've been like heavy metal icons for ever and it only makes sense that you'd have like everybody and their sister being like oh can we do a cover and just celebrate the fact that this album was like so huge back in 91 yeah just it changed it changed so much for them and like the rock world in general like so (sighs) it is kind of funny it says there are six versions of the of inner sandman and 12 covers of nothing else matters (laughs) that's 18 of your songs are two songs yeah, well, nothing else matters. It's a little slower, so people are going to treat it more like a ballad. Yeah, they, like, uh, Darius <laughs> Rucker and um, Chris Stapleton both doing that song. It's great. I, I, I mean, yeah. ha- I sign like, me up. I like hearing covers and seeing what people do with it. You know. Yeah, I'm good for this. So for sure. Um. So you know the Karen stuff, right? You know the the Karen, if you will, the person who's like, "Can I talk to your manager?" Well, yeah. somebody got the fun idea to turn that concept of Karen into a horror movie. <laughs> oh, and shit. This totally looks like a direct to, you know, uh, a direct to 
video kind of horror movie. Like a C-style horror movie? Oh, it just looks <laughs> like, okay, so basically you're following this uh, two black couple, this black couple who happen to be black. They move into the suburb. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, that's it. I'm done. See you later. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they just move into the suburbs and immediately they start getting lambasted by this by this Karen. And it's all the things you've seen on the internet with like, she's videotaping them. She's putting up security. Like it looks super like, uh, I don't know yeah. if this should have been made into a movie, but it was. So if you like that, <laughs> I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> it, it. It's, it's one of those like real, like I want to watch it just to see how cringy it gets. But then, yeah, 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 exactly. I don't want to ever t- admit to watching that movie. <laughs> oh, we should do. God, we should. We really got to get her a Discord link. I was gonna say we should. We could do a Discord watch party. Have a bunch of people get into Discord. Yeah. We'll throw it up and and do a a big showing. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. We might have to do that. Yeah, we'll figure that'd it out. We'll the, figure it the out. The Karen movie. Is it just called the Karen movie? It's just called Karen. Oh, it's just called Karen. That's Karen. scarier. Yeah. It's like uh, that sounds like a yeah, yeah. Go on, go online and and watch the the YouTube video and and just be blown away by how like ooh because it's all like those videos you've seen of like Karen like I'm calling the cops on these people because we don't have those kind of people in our neighborhood. <laughs> it's like, but I oh. live here. This is my house. Yeah, I bought oh. the property, bitch. I don't oh, see the man. problem. I I, <laughs> I get super like about it, but that's just my white guilt, I guess. I- um, <laughs> I'm going to move on from this cause I'm getting some, Please. yeah, heebie jeebies. Um, so a quick podcast shout out. Uh, this was one that I just discovered like, I don't know, last week or the week before. And it's a super quick, like contained one. I think they have like eight episodes or so. So not very many. And they're all like half hour episodes, but it's, uh, called bad vibes. And it's like an anthology horror um, where they just tell you little horror stories that are a little creepy because it's done in the dynamic 360 sound. So if you're wearing headphones or whatever, it's super cool sounding. Uh, but it stars uh, Justin McElroy as this character called Mr. Boogity. And he's just like this spirit. <laughs> it's really cool. Huh. Um, Have you listened to um, Radio Rental? Uh-uh. I think it's Radio Rental with Terry Carnation. Uh-uh. <laughs> Another podcast shout out. He just did one. I think it's called Dark Air. Terry Carnation is uh, Rain Wilson, Dwight Schrute. Oh. And it's a character that he plays, and he owns like a video store where he That's... tells like creepy. Amazing. Also check the. But anyways, continue. I didn't mean to I've got another podcast I got to look. But no, that's basically it. It's just if you like cool, creepy, kind of like eerie stories that kind of stick with you a little bit, where you're like, oh, I really like that. But man, it's. Uh... Now I gotta look over my shoulder a little bit. Yeah, like it's like some real real shit. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, just I bad vibes podcast. Bad vibes, check it out. Huh? I love that it's just a McRoy too, because anything that dude or any of their brothers do. Yeah. And that's what drew bad me to it. Vibes. They mentioned it once on their podcast. I was like, oh, what's this? Go check it out. Oh wow! And it's like since it's super short and each episode is super short too, it was like I was able to get through it in a day. You know, at work. Huh. you know yeah i'm gonna have to check that out um i want to bring back a little segment uh called kickstart this oh. which you added uh a kickstarter this week I, that I, we're actually gonna get to <laughs> yeah i haven't yeah this one right oh yeah mystery j- jigsaw puzzle you don't know what you're building 
until you like figure it out. Like so it's Wait, what? Yeah. There's not like a picture? No. You just build a puzzle? <laughs> it's a uh, 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 a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle with a mysterious secret ending. So you kind a of thousand piece? It's so much, especially if you don't know what you're building to. <laughs> How many puzzles have you completed in the last ten years? Me? Um yeah. uh Three or four. The fact four. that you're thinking about it means that you've done that many four. more times than I. We used to do them a lot, four a lot more once upon a time, uh, but with we ones, it's hard to do. So, we, yeah, because uh, fuck that table. They'll be like, they'll be like, oh, I'll <laughs> stick this in my mouth, and you're like, no, the corner piece. Yeah, I've, I have not. I'm not a puzzler. But I, I, like, I don't I, do puzzles. I, like I have a stepmother that that has like a puzzle table, mm. and like she fucks with puzzles heavy. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is just frustrating. <laughs> this is just frustrating. <laughs> Here, here's a descriptor for it. Introducing three original thousand-piece jigsaw puzzles that blends elements from comics, Where's Waldo books, and mysteries to create the most exciting, brain-teasing puzzling experience yet. It's a puzzle that feels more like a comic and plays like a game as you piece together the clues, secrets, and many stories bit by bit until finally you uncover the secret ending. This is kind of cool because they they do show like the it, there is an image on the oh box. there is an image on the box. <laughs> yeah but the puzzle that you build is different and so it it is kind of cool because it's like telling like a little story where it's gonna go from one image to the next and you're kind of I assumably putting it together in your head uh okay am I gonna do it no, no. do I want to see it done yes, yes kind of it looks kind of cool like it looks cool. Yeah, the art style is super clean and super like cartoony. So like, you know, oh, that one's cool too. Sorry, they're, they've got three different ones, and I'm just looking through them. I've only seen the first one, which was like uh, this kind of cool cartoony kind of look. But the second one is under the sea, which looks exactly like you'd want it to look. Oh, that's really cool. And then the last one's called Snack Attack, which is looks like a high school or something. Those are really cool. Know, it looks cool though, because yeah, it does look. It, it does look. And for twenty bucks, twenty bucks or more, you get your choice of a puzzle. Hey, twenty bucks! Boom, twenty bucks. Shipping in October. Just um, a- for fifty bucks, you get all three. That's a steal, my dude. Yeah, these these are pretty good prices. Um, what is this called? One more time. This is called the uh, Odd Pieces Jigsaw Puzzle. Odd Pieces. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so this is cool. If if I mean it, it's coming out before the holidays too. So if you have a puzzler in your family that digs these things, go on to Kickstarter, check it out. It's got uh, 29 days left, so there's still plenty of time to go and pledge and do all that stuff. Or, you know, back the project. Yeah, because we fucked up a couple times on that. <laughs> left a Kickstarter on the on the show notes a little too a little long. too long. We're like, well, you <laughs> had, could I had to delete it. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with the Kickstarter. You only get so long before they're like, we're yeah, done, right. dude. We'd appreciate the shout out, but uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can no longer get this, so they're bad. I think. I think that's on them for running a campaign that's within the guidelines of Kickstarter. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> well, moving along from that, uh, how about we get into our nostalgia this week? Let's do it. Um. You actually chose this one, so I will let you slide on into this DM. So this week, um, we're going to the super talented and like dude who doesn't know how to not have free time, uh, Rob Zombie. 
Um, Odd choice. I'm not going to lie. Like when you were like, I want to talk about Rob Zombie. I was just like, okay, but why? This dude. I also love the movies and the music. Like, and and the music is where I started with them. Like I picked up Hellbilly Deluxe in high school and it was so like, oh, I'm listening to something I shouldn't. It it was felt like super like, oh, this isn't something my parents listened to. And that's why it was so because like the artwork of it all and like the whole like zombie and the creepiness and like the fact it's metal and like all this other stuff was like super like this is mine. So like that's why I gravitate to them because it was like super like this. I got into this. I got the CD and then I I introduced it to a few friends at high school in high school and stuff. And they were like, this is cool. And we're like, yeah, it's cool. And yeah, he has such a unique sound. Yeah, like when you hear Rob Zombie, it's like, oh, that's Rob. Zombie. Like the, you can't mm. deny it. Like he is who he is, and 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 just, and then you go back and he's and you realize, oh, he's got a whole other career before even his solo stuff. You're like, this dude. So I do have a bit of his history. I can go through it piece by piece, and we can kind of comment on it because um, it isn't. He's he's led a life, dude. Um, he really has. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Um, most of this was pulled off of Wikipedia, so it's not like this is stuff that I, ooh, I had a secret. No, it's just on Wikipedia. So this is a lot of regurgitation of that. But I kind of picked and choose, didn't go through, put everything down. But uh, born Robert Bartley Cummings, uh, January 12th, 1965, in Haverville, Haverhill, Massachusetts. Um, as most people might know, or maybe not, he's got a younger brother who's the lead singer of Paramount 5000, who goes by the name Spider One, which is kind of cool. No shit. Did you not know that? <laughs> I did not know that. And just a quick little thing, the first ever explicit CD I ever got was the Powerman 5000 debut album. Really? My brother bought it for me when I was like eight. My parents were pissed. Uh, but that's what it's like when worlds collide. That album's fucking ripped. Oh, dude, dude, just still good too. Fucking I still good. What I love, I about, did not know that. That's a cool fact. I, what, what I love about these two is that the dichotomy between the two were like, one's like this horror guy, and then you've got his brother who's like a sci-fi guy, which is great because those are two like, like genre he's things, like almost steampunky, yeah, and, or yeah, Mad yeah. Maxi, yeah, some Tank Girl kind of vibes. Yeah, and Paraman Five Thousand is part of. Uh, Part of my first concert that I went and saw, Pyroman Five Thousand was one of the opening bands. So, yeah, that's that's cool. It's fucking rad. Uh, let's see. His parents worked in a carnival until a riot broke out. Um, in an interview, Rob Zombie's uh, said, and I'll read this real quick. Everybody's pulling out guns, and you could hear guns going off. I remember this one guy we knew. He was telling us where to go, and some guy just ran up and hit him in the face with a hammer, just busted his face wide open. My parents packed up real quick, and we took off. In a fucking carnival? Isn't that wild? His parents were carnies? No wonder he's such a horror freak. No wonder he's... Yeah. Um, During college uh, in New York, uh, he was a production assistant on Pee-wee's Playhouse. This was cool. I just read this, too. That was cool. Yeah. Um, Let's see. His um, always fascinated with horror, and when he grew up, he basically wanted to be Alice Cooper, Steven Spielberg, Belly Lugosi, and Stan Lee, which he actually kind of pulls all of those off. Alice Cooper, he's a musician. He's a director for sure. He's never really starred in anything as himself, but he's done a lot of voiceover work. And yeah, he's got he, a crap been, ton of comics too. So he's kind he of. He does like that all. Stephen King thing, you know, where like 
He's just, he's in the movie at some point, but it's like more of a passing character, you know? Yeah. Like Stephen King always does that in his fucking movies too, where he'll just like show up as like the dude that hands you your car keys at the valet. <laughs> Don't go up to the house on the hill. You're like, oh, what? The yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like get get the fuck yeah. away from. Oh shit. <laughs> Quit hugging up on me. Um. Let's see, uh, 1985, he started White Zombie, the band, um, named after Super the movie weird. from 1930s or so. Um, let's see, they uh, they made four studio albums, um, Soul Crusher, Make Them Die Slowly, La Sex, I can never say this one, Nec- La Sex Aristo, Devil Music Volume 1, Astro Creep 2000, Songs of Love, Destruction, Other Synthetic Delusions of the Electric Head. Uh, those are the four albums that he produced uh, with White Zombie, which hmm. every single one of them just rush. Um, let's see. He directed the music video for More Human Than Human. That was kind of his first taste of directing it. And from there, he would go on to direct all their music videos, which only makes sense considering who he is. Like he's. Yeah. You'll notice he's a super kind of control guy where like he'll ask for help when he needs it. But generally, he's like involved with everything he does. Yeah. Uh, 96, he legally changes his name to uh, Rob Zombie. Um, let's see. In 96. 96, right? You would think that that was just like, you know, <laughs> he started a band called White Zombie. You'd be like, oh, I'll just change my name. Um, he's collaborated with Alice Cooper with his first kind of solo um, album, first uh, solo song uh, from White Zombie um, called uh, uh, Hands of Death. Burn, baby, burn. Um, and it got nominated for the best metal performance, but lost out to Rage Against the Machine because that's where we were in 1996. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that almost seems too early for Rage, which is absolutely insane. Dude, I saw this video lately on Facebook that showed like Rage back in 94. It was like one of their first shows. And like, it's so wild, like seeing those guys playing and they're playing like, you know, one of the hits. And it's like, Crap, they they had it figured out before. Who knows? But that's a that's a conversation. <laughs> Let's see, ninety eight September ninety eight, White Zombie officially breaks up, um, and he basically just says sometimes a band just goes as far as they could go, and that's that's all you could do. So um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, box set would be released later in two thousand eight, featuring all their un, all their released material. Um, Check that out because it's really good. Zombie's solo debut, Hellbilly Deluxe, 13 Tales of Cadaverous Cavorting Inside the Spook Show International was released August 25th, 1998. Right in in old Dick's wheelhouse of high school, like tomfoolery and like. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. You want to talk about a just a life defining thing happening to you at that point? (laughs) That, That album cover, as it happened when I was younger, it was all about like artwork on it. And like that first one with it just being this, it's Rob Zombie, but like the portrait of it is done in just the style of what it is. And it's just so eye catching. You're like, oh, I got to check this out, man. And I was not disappointed and haven't been disappointed yet. Um, yeah, I went back, uh, like oddly enough, in the middle of last year and went and listened to those. Uh, I guess it wasn't because he put out a second Hillbilly mm-hmm. Deluxe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like his first two albums, I went back and listened. I forget what the second I'm sure. Um The Sinister Urge. Sinister. I don't remember it being called that, but uh I just went on Spotify and started listening to the discography and I got through the first two albums. Randomly. I don't know why. It was like I heard something on the radio. It was just like, I'm gonna go listen to all these albums. Yeah. And it's still good. great. Throw it they on, still go hard. 
Yeah, just throw it on shuffle and it and it's great. Um, that album became basically Zombie's best selling album through his whole career until currently. Um, which is good or bad, whatever. Like, you know, take it for what it is. Uh, he starts his own le- record label in '98 called Zombie A Go Go Records. Um, they release they release uh, some stuff for bands called like the Bombaros uh, and the Ghastly Ones. Um, and just release a bunch of other stuff through the record. I mean, when you have a record company, you're just like, hey, I like your sound. Let me produce your record. So Yeah, he, you're just putting your name on shit as people walk through your door, you know? And uh, he released the original soundtrack of Frankenstein through his record, which was kind of cool because it just seems to work in his wheelhouse. Um, it is weird what he's, he's like chosen to do through his life, like the stuff that he's yeah. attached his name to. Yeah, like, like for It example, really is like, I'm just going to do what I want. Yeah. And in 1999, he actually composed the original score for Twisted Metal 3. <laughs> I mean, Fucking awesome. Why not? He's just like, I want to be a part of that. <laughs> Let I'll, me be a part of that. Yeah. And I think he actually had his own, like, I think he had a car that you could unlock. Like, that was like his, I think it was like the Dragula, which is, that's good times, folks. Yeah. Um, that's just, And it's crazy because you know his car. Like, he has a car. Yeah, exactly. Like, the oh. man has an iconic car. He, uh, oh, I'll, I'll touch on it later. It's, it's a story that we'll, we'll touch on, uh, kind of the, the whole reason why we're kind of talking about Rob Zombie. There was some news that came out that we'll get to toward the end, which I'll tie in. Um, let's see. He creates a haunted attraction for Universal Studios in 99, which basically kickstarts or reinvigorates the Halloween Horror Nights for them and has now become yep. like an event. Like if you live in yeah. California, and probably not. I'm sure people travel there just to be like, what's the new scary thing this year? Which is something I'd love to do, but can't make that trip. <laughs> yeah, and fuck California. Yeah. Uh, it starts no, with start California. Absolutely not. Hey, more power to you where you live. Don't come to Colorado. Tell your family not to either. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to slip that one jab in. <laughs> no vacancies. Um, so he starts working on House of a Thousand Corpses at this time, which is like, we're only in 99, and he's working on this shit like crazy. So he, he um, begins filming May 2000, um, and it's supposed to come out the next year, but uh, the studio saw basically the final cut of it was like, we're not putting this out. It's too yeah. violent. There's no fucking way that we can make this a fucking movie. Like, we don't have a rating. It's wild. It's like, you let him make his movie, why don't you put it out? Yeah, that makes no sense to me. But then you watch it, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's still pretty fucked up. Uh, let's see. Super Beast gets nominated uh, for Best Performance at 42nd Annual Grammy Awards, which is awesome. Um, and contributes Scum of the Earth song to the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack, which is interesting because he does a lot of this kind of stuff where he'll just do music for folks. He did, um, he did a song for, like, Punisher Warzone. He's done songs for, like, I think he did one for Daredevil too. Like it's super like random, but like the dude just keeps busy. And he, like you said, he just does shit to just, that ah, sounds cool. Let's do it. So let me put out another record called the sinister urge comes out in yeah. uh, November, 2001. Yeah. He's just doing so much. Yeah. Um, like you got to take a breath, brother. God yeah. damn. Super just keeps going. Uh, 2002, Zombie announced the engagement to Sherry Moon, who's he, he's been with since like the 2002. Uh, yeah, like, but longer. Well, they were married like, in 2002. Yeah, and so long from, time girlfriend at that point. Yeah, 
and also <laughs> beautiful. Oh, crazy as yeah. fuck. Like she's hard to find attractive after watching her in the movies. But at the same time, you're just like, is this making you sexier because I'm shitting my pants right now? Like, I'm so scared of you. And maybe I'm more scared of Otis, but I'm scared of her. Like, she's fucking wild. Like, she seems like one of those girls that would go from, like, giving you a blowjob to fucking Cut your cranking dick your dick. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I got yeah, your balls. Dude. You want your balls back? Yes? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and then uh, she giggled. <laughs> and then you're like, it's like, oh, God. I, I like it, but I don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I, yeah, she was basically. Dude, like, I can only imagine what their like at home relationships like. like super, I bet they're like super chill, super domestic, in. like. But the bedroom yeah. shit is probably like some Tommy Lee Jones, Angelina Jolie shit. You know, like some fucking biting each other on the neck until they bleed. <laughs> screaming like wolves because they don't give a fuck and they're in like a 38 million dollar home you know they actually own land like in the middle of nowhere and like they uh they rescue um animals and <laughs> of course they do <laughs> you know like here's this metal dude who you think is like gonna be like my life is dark but like he's rescuing animals he's a lifelong vegan and like all this stuff that's super like kind of chill and granola like he's super kind of hippie but like his movies would make you think otherwise. His music would make you think otherwise, but he's this super like kind of chill dude. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. Cause he was on Rogan once and he just, I liked him more after yeah, that. Yeah. Like he's super down to earth, super intelligent, but super just smart, yeah. likes what he likes. Um, he's just a wild man and a crazy person. Truly. So yeah, they get married. She changes her man to Sher- Sherry moon zombie. Um, Let's see, uh, through all the reshoots throughout the years, they're trying to get House of a Thousand Corpses released, struggling to try to get back. Eventually, he just has to buy his movie back from Universal. And was it Universal? Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, and eventually, they get Lionsgate to release it. So the film eventually gets released April 11th, 2003. That movie is weird. It's super uh, yeah. arty, and it's, I mean, it's got Rain Wilson in it. It's got Chris Hardwick in it. And it's super like, I don't know. I like it a lot, but like, I, yeah, you really it, have this, to be in the, this mood is a series <laughs> that Daisy will not watch with me. And like, there's parts of it where like, I remember watching these as they came out mm-hmm. and being just absolutely in love with them. And then going back and being like, like, baby, it's fine. Let's just watch it. And getting like 20 minutes into the movie and being like, you know what? You're right. We can go watch Moana. Like, we don't have to watch this. <laughs> and, like, as much as I love them, like, there are times, like, you have to be in the mood for that kind you of movie be. because, like, especially House of a Thousand Corpses, because it was pretty much like no holds barred, like, that he was doing the movie that he wanted to. Whereas I'm sure you'll talk about there's a trilogy in this. Mm-hmm. But, like, as they went along, they were all as fucked up, but nothing was as fucked up as that first movie. It's just. It's like this weird amalgamate where he had all these ideas that he wanted to do for a movie. And so he threw it all in there and it makes for a real weird, like the cohesiveness of it is kind of a little all over the place. Like all of a sudden there's this Dr. Satan at the end and it's like this super weird. And then with yeah. the, the Firefly family is super like, what? Like there's a lot that's happening in it. That's really cool. But it just seems like he's like, I've got so many ideas. Let's, um, uh, uh, you know, throw it like, in here, throw it in here. Whereas number two is a bit more, you know, like clear line side of what he wants to do. 
So yeah, um, as people expected, the critics you know tore it apart, saying it's too too grotesque and violent. Um, but like it is like one of the best horror movies if you can kind of get through that kind of heavy stuff. It's a very interesting sort of thing. Yeah, because um, I mean they it is gruesome. You know, it's rapey. Yeah, you know, it, it's a real. It, it'll touch. Like, yeah. it, it'll touch you. Gotta, sure. gotta be reach out and touch you. It'll reach out and touch you. Uh, he works on the soundtrack as well, which is something that like a music guy is gonna work on the soundtrack too. Like all aspects of a movie, he's gonna be involved in. So it only makes sense. Uh, he releases his first like kind of compilation album, com- almost the greatest hits in two thousand three as well, September of that year. Uh, he does a voiceover in Spider Man, the new animated series, as yeah. Doctor Kirk Connors, which is super like. That's the character they inform, but like, yeah, it's and he also does a character in uh, the Justice League Unlimited, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. I think it's it, it Cthulhu, it Cthulhu, yeah, it Cthulhu, and it's yeah. exactly what you think. It's like a space madness Cthulhu. creature that, yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, November 2003, he launches Spook Show International Comic Series, which is like, why not, dude? Like, you're doing everything else. Why not add a your own comic he gets a voice series. in Justice League, and he was like, "You know what? I like comics too. Yeah, Fuck it, I'm yeah, going for it." And like I've liked comics my whole life. Why not? Um, July twenty second, two thousand five, releases The Devil's Rejects. This is the sequel to House of Thousand Corpses, all a part of the Firefly family trilogy. Um, and he also releases an album and a uh, comics to go along with them. Uh, this one definitely a bit more restrained. Definitely has a bit more of a like we're going to follow this family as they escaped, as they escape the ending of House of a Thousand Corpses. They show how they escape and kind of get to know the characters a bit better. Of you know, Baby and Otis and Captain Spaulding, and um, it's a super great movie, man. I like this one a lot. I mean, hell, I'm re- I'm repping the shirt. You know, you can't see it because you know it's an audio podcast. But like, oh yeah, it's uh, God, it's one of my favorites. This is probably my favorite of his films. Um. Releases Educated Horses, March 2006. Um, he makes an appearance in, I think it's uh, James Gunn's Slither movie, but only his voice. This is kind of going along with yeah. like... I he, never watched this one. It's interesting. It's a real wacky It's got Elizabeth one. Banks, Nathan Fillion. Huh. It's good. Check it out for sure, because that one's actually like, they do things. Yeah, it's there. a James Gunn movie. I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Hmm. Learn something new every day. He um, works with James Gunn later, too. They must be good friends. They must like each other I, or something. I imagine Weird. that they've hung out. James <laughs> Gunn was like, I want that dude to be my friend they, because fuck him being my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> a guy named Zombie. He's got it. You want him as your friend. That's for sure. Uh, let's see. October, he releases like a greatest hits. Um, 2007 releases his reimagining of John Carpenter's Halloween. Did you ever see those ones? I did. Yeah. I didn't mind them. Yeah. I mean, Michael Myers is is one of those things where like I'm not a huge Mike Myers fan. Um they, they're fine. They're fine for what they are, which is surprising because like I'm I'm a big slasher guy, but I mean they were they were fine in my opinion. Like I I, I thought they were good movies. People bashed on them. Oh, people like people did yeah, not did like not them like at all, them. but like it's like at the end of the day you still have the original go back to if you didn't like them, but I liked it cuz it was like a what if he was like totally traumatized by like, or something's wrong with his head. And like the fact that they made him like this seven foot tall beast where it's like 
he'll fuck your day up. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, do you want him to do an exact remake of, uh, you know, the original, or do you want him to put his own twist? Yeah. Which is, you know, what we want. It's like, if you're going to redo something, at least make it your own. Exactly. And that's what he did. And I, I, you know, again, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Do I go back and watch it every year? No, no. I don't. But most of that is because I'm not a Michael Myers fan. But if I went back and watched a Mike Myers movie most of the time, it that would be in probably the top two or three. Yeah, because it's a new age. I like the way that it was done. It was a good movie. I thought it was. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, it breaks Labor Day box office records, and this feat has yet to be broken. Which is like for a Halloween movie or for a horror movie. Sorry, is amazing. Like that's yeah. that, that's something that usually they make. You know, they do pretty well enough to be like, all right, hey, you did all right. He did it. Uh, he he directed a fake trailer for the Grindhouse films. Do you remember those? The Robert Rodriguez, yeah. and Quentin Tarantino called Werewolf Women of the SS, which was such a huge thing. People were like, "We want this movie so badly." <laughs> that never. Happened. Yeah, because that's what Death Proof and uh, Planet Terror. Planet Terror. Okay. Yeah. yeah, those are okay movies. I like those Grindhouse movies. I I like the idea of them a lot. Like, let's get. I more should of those go guys. back and rewatch them. Then. Yeah. Tarantino's got some weird shit in his book of tricks. <laughs> Tarantino's is kind of an oddball in general. He is, like, yeah, weird looking like, dude, <laughs> funny mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. He releases, uh, goes on, does a sequel, um, Halloween two. Um, I don't think I saw the second one. It's not quite as well received. Like the first one had some criticism, but this one even even more so gets ripped apart. Shit all over it, and yeah. it's fine for like. The sequel for what it is, they follow more on Loomis and his kind of like celebrity of it. Like, oh, I was the guy who stopped this murder spree from happening. Kind of does that, so it's a different take on it, and and I like it a lot for that kind of aspect. But it is, it's different from the Halloween that people like. So, what are you gonna do? Um, he releases uh, Captain Clegg and the Night Creatures, uh, which would be the first album released in ten years on his Zombie Go Go Records. Um. Interesting. That band was uh, part of uh, in the Halloween two movie. There's like a a party scene, and they were in it. So he was like, "Hey, you're a real band, so why not just I'll produce your first record?" Um, he goes on to produce an animated film based on his comic adventures of El Super Bisto, um, called "The Haunted World of El Super Bisto." So it's like his comic book he turned into a animated film. Which I don't know if you've ever seen, but it has a very like I jo- did not see this John K. Um, Ren and Stimpy kind of feel to it, and it's got really? t- Tom Papa in it as the voice of Super Beasto and a bunch of other um, like people you'd know. It's got Rosaria Dawson and yeah. Brian Posehn in it. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else do you need? Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tom Kenny. Which for anybody who doesn't know the name Tom Kenny. Uh, not only is he the voice of a lot of things that we know and love through Nati- or, uh, Nickelodeon, he is most famously known for the voice of SpongeBob. That's right. Uh, fun movie. Um, I might have to let you borrow a copy. I might let you borrow my DVD because it's it's a fun enough movie to like see it and be like, okay, that's weird enough, but okay. Um, yeah. He releases his sequel album to D- Hellbilly Deluxe in uh, 2010. Uh, called uh, Hellbilly Deluxe 2, Noble Jackals, Penny Dreadfuls, and the Systematic Dehumanization of Cool. And this just keeps going. He loves a long title. This dude does not mess around with like a... No, some of his shit is absolutely <laughs> insane. Like, 
You know, you could just use a word. There's to... 19. It's the titles that you give me for the podcast that you know damn well I'm not going to be able to fit in the <laughs> podcast line. And yeah. I have to decipher something from it or just completely disregard just... what you've written down. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, basically this one has a very similar vibe and attitude to Hellbilly Deluxe. It is like a, kind of a cool, like, you know, if Hellbilly Deluxe is a concept album, this is the sequel to that concept album. And it really does work really well with one another. Um, uh, produces his last comic called Baron von Zock and Baron von Schock in 2010. Um, he's the voice of God. Did you ever see the Rain Wilson movie Super where he thinks he's a superhero? Uh, no, I didn't. It's uh, it, it's it's different. It's I don't know. I, it's okay. Everything uh, Rain Wilson does is different. Yeah, uh, you're right. He's yeah. Uh, but Rob Zombie did the voice of God in that movie. So if you ever get a chance to check it out, it's good enough to watch once. I think. Um, and then he goes on to do something that's so out of the norm for this guy. He directs a commercial for Woolite of all things. <laughs> They're like. Uh, laundry. The laundry soap. Okay, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and it's, what are you doing? It's super like. Do you have scratchy clothes? Like it's super like, totally like. You're like, yeah, it's a fucking terrifying commercial, but it's kind of cool that it's like at the end, use wool. Like, do I need the wool light? I think I do. <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> oh, it's scary having rough clothing. I need wool light. Um, he releases his second remix album called Mondo Sexhead in uh 2012 and that's just the funny name to me <laughs> mondo sexhead mondo sexhead uh okay with it and then um here's like uh sherry moon zombies like if you want to see her acting chops go check out lords of salem um it's like a modern witch telling of the salem witch trials in a weird way really? it connects to that i see i've never seen this either but it's super like independent feeling movie where it's slower and it's complete like departure from what you're used to of Rob Zombie as well. It's more of a quiet movie until like the third act when shit kind of pops off. But like, I don't know, like it, it really does like show like she does have acting chops and there's a reason why zombie likes the caster thing. And, you know, I know he probably gets a lot of shit for being like, yeah, I'm just going to cast my wife in it. I mean, besides it being cheaper and, you know, she's good at what she does. And this movie really does highlight the fact that she's able to, you know, huh. Older end of things. So um this actually looks super interesting. Yeah. If you get a chance, definitely check that one out because it's fun. It's it's different. Yeah, it's, this this I like the concept and you know, I don't think she's a bad actor at all, but yeah, the stuff that you see her in with like the Firefly family stuff, she can only do so much with that. You yeah, you know, like yeah, this this looks cool. Uh in the same year, April twenty thirteen, he releases Venomous Rat Regeneration Vendor. <laughs> just continuation doing studio albums while he's doing movies like this guy's so prolific he does not take a day off he's constantly doing something which you can find super commendable if uh, i think it's commendable that he just he does not stop i wish it's i had what i'm trying to get ethic. in the mode to do <laughs> yeah. the problem is is i care about my friends and stuff and, but slowly but surely you know we're, we're spending more time on other stuff i wish i could do it but i'm glad i don't yeah right is that uh, weird? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Zombie designs and launched uh, the Great American Nightmare Haunted Attraction in 2013. The attraction is based in Chicago, features references to zombies' films and other 
significant horror events in pop culture. He designed the attractions Lord Lords of Salem, Total Blackout, The Haunted World of El Super Bisto 3D, and House of a Thousand Corpses, which were combined with a musical festival from artists in hard rock alternative EDM and more in 2013. And that's kind of an ongoing hmm. thing. This dude, like, haunted attractions, comic books, films, like... Yeah, he kind of dabbles in anything that his love of the horror genre can dabble in. Yeah. And... like. He's just yeah. like, oh, horror can be a part of that? I want to be a part of that. Word, do it. His, <laughs> yeah. his connection with James Gunn comes back, like you said. He does the voice of the Ravenger Navigator in the Gardens of the Galaxy movies, which is crazy. Which is, you're like, wait, Rob Zombie's in a Disney movie, a Marvel movie? What? Yeah. He's a comic book guy. Yeah. Like, he's he's doing it with... Oh, know, motherfucking Star-Lord. Being there with Star-Lord. Um, he... Releases his first video album, a collection of all his music videos that he's been doing since More Human Than Human, uh, 20, uh, 2014. Releases his second live album, February 2015. Releases his studio album, Electric Warlock. Oh, I, I didn't. Oh, Electric Warhawk gets released January 2016. And then he crowdfunds a movie, which was an interesting play for him because I think before he would just have people produce. Or he'd get money from a studio to help produce it, but this one he wanted to create and have control, and so he thought he'd reach out to his fans, and he crowdfunded the movie 31. Yeah, this seems cool, too. I was kind of looking at this one a little earlier. And, and go ahead. It's a super, like, you know, survive uh, a night in a carnival. Like, yeah. su- super straightforward, like, here's your goal, kids. Can you do it? And it's yeah, brutal. Yeah, they said it's a little Devil's Rejects-y. Um, the concept seems dope and it kind of comes back full circle with the carnival shit. Yeah. Where he's like, this is probably what traumatized me enough to enjoy the horror genre <laughs> or desensitize myself to it and kind of follows that same line and, and does it himself. I, I think that's cool. It's just weird enough. It, it's a strange one that, you know, super gory, super over the top, what you'd expect from him. Um, his sixth studio album gets released in April, 2016 acid, Witch satanic orgy celebration dispenser. These names are ridiculous. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're my my tongue hurts it, watching you say them. He's just throwing darts at a dictionary at this point. You know? <laughs> like, uh, let's see. He finally finishes off the Firefly trilogy with the release from Three from Hell, which they were actually able to finish uh, just before Sid Haig uh, passed away, who passed, was Captain yep. Captain Spaulding, which was super. Light. Yeah, it sucks that it took fourteen years yeah. to get that last one because, especially like Three from Hell, was good, but. It was not on par with the first two, and I think it's because of all the work that he did. Not to say that it wasn't a good movie; it was a fine movie or whatever. But like, if we'd have got that trilogy in like two thousand nine, yeah, you know, versus twenty nine or twenty, yeah, twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, it it almost yeah. feels like they were like, okay, everybody's getting a little older. Sid Haig isn't in the best, was, you know, yeah, like it, it just bad shape. felt a little rushed to kind of end the trilogy the way they did, but. What are you gonna do? Um, we got the trilogy, so yeah, we we got the trilogy, um, and this kind of leads into his release released an album this year, March of this year, called the Lunar Injection Kool Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Because <laughs> why the fuck not? Us uh, and all these albums are like super experimental. None of these albums, like except for the Hellbilly Deluxe ones, sound like the previous one. Like he's super willing to experiment with his sound like he doesn't stick to like i'm acdc of the metal world no he's like 
I'm going to do weird shit. And he likes bringing in clips yeah. from horror movies. Does interesting things. Um, he also was going to make his own pinball machine, which is super bummer that he didn't. Like, because it was going to have, like, uh, could you imagine a zombie pinball machine? Like, I'm surprised, like, Stern or Williams or something, like, didn't jump on that. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> especially for the horror fan, like, that's a pretty big Cohen, uh, like intertwining genres. Yeah. Like you, you meet a lot of pinball guys that are like old school horror guys, especially like, why wouldn't you want a Rob zombie next to your Adam's family machine? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Throw it in between twilight and Adam's family. You got through Rob zombie pinball machine. Perfect. But that we're going to end on this. This is what we touched on or kind of alluded to earlier. Um, Rob zombie is going to be helming the monsters reboot, which is kind yeah. of, Fucking cool. apparently like a not so secret diehard monsters fan yeah which is it's right there on front street like dragula like it's super like i've been a fan of this and i've wanted to do this forever and it's like cool yeah yeah we want this <laughs> yeah i mean look i we've i think we've even talked about this in the past like i would be an adams family person not a monsters person yeah. but if you don't think that I'm going to watch the monsters and maybe go watch some of the old monsters because Rob Zombie's doing an adaptation of it, you'd be wrong. Cause I'm gonna, like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, for sure. I got to see what the fuss is about, especially because it's just, it's a, you know, for him, I imagine it being a passion project. Like he's for sure just getting into it because he's like, no, 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 no. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'll do it. You know? So like, I got you. I'm good with that. Like I, I'm good with that. Yeah. I, between that, like, have they, have they released any information on it as far as like release or uh I mean we're still in such early like I mean it just got released that he's helming it, so I imagine he's probably working on casting and yeah yeah I mean I, I don't imagine that it'll be super effects heavy, you know, so I don't know if there'll be a lot of like post production. No, like, he could go CG's. super hard on the makeup. No, that's that's one thing, but that's stuff you can do while filming that won't take away. So maybe fingers crossed. Halloween 2022 is what I'm shooting for for this because Halloween of 2022. That seems perfect. Yeah, um, that that's probably you're you're probably close on that. I'm just interested. To start filming. Is it a movie? It's going to be a movie. Okay. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. That's to probably see better. What he does. Yeah. I wonder if he does in black and white. Ooh. It would not surprise me. Black and white does the color transition at some point. Yeah, you're right though. This guy just. He was like, hey, I'm going to do some cool shit and then just continue to do his own shit. Yeah. Never does. got in trouble. Didn't divorce his longtime girlfriend. Like, they've just been doing their thing, dude, just, since he when does, I was five. He does all of, like, whatever he wants to do, he does, you know? Like, and he's a super, like, seeing his artwork is super cool. Like, I don't know. The dude, like, is super, like, I don't know. Just looking up, to, he's an inspiration because he's like, he just goes and does it. He's like, oh, I want to make a movie. So he does, goes uh, and yeah. does it. And then yeah. You're 100% right. He is an inspiration because he just is just like, yeah, I'm just going to do my own thing. And if it works, it works. And if people like it, awesome. Yeah. And he's, he's never changed, really. I mean, he just seems like the most laid back, chilled, vegan, straight edge guy that you could meet. But like, he creates this stuff that's so spooky and like. I don't know. It's so Rob Zombie is such like his own unique thing that it's like when you listen to a song, you see see one of his movies, you're like, okay, yeah, this has got the Rob Zombie stamp on it for sure. Yeah. 
Which we yeah, wouldn't crazy. want crazy. Who would have thought that Rob Zombie would have become such an inspiration? <laughs> Especially in work ethic and artistry. Yeah. But, I mean, that's how you become successful, I guess. You just keep grinding away at the projects you like and, you know, hopefully the stuff you're doing for yourself, people like too. Wink, wink. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's all yeah. I got. Like one little tidbit they, uh, he released on his Instagram, um, this little video of him and the original Eddie Munster from the Mun- Munsters. Yeah, that makes sense. And they're actually writing in the Dragula that he owns. So that's cool. Yeah. It's just like, fuck yeah, dude, make him, make him a grandpa or something in that movie. You know, if he, if there's some original cast still alive, yeah, it's like, why come not? On you back. know, like, ah, you can't, you can't play little Eddie. Cause you know, you're like 80 years too old, but like, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. That's exciting. I, <laughs> I'll be curious to hear more about that, too. For sure. Um, well, sweet. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, yeah. I, well, look, we're going to reiterate. We're going to pimp a couple of our things out here. We're working on some stuff behind the scenes right now for the podcast and just uh, the Retronomapod in general. So keep an eye out for some of those things. But for right now, you guys can go check out the YouTube channel. Um, subscribe, like the videos. We have a new Retro Nom Nom out. Which is, I'll let you say it because I'm going to fuck it up. Oh, fuck. Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean Jerk Chicken, The Curse of the Black Beans and Rice. Yes. Uh, there is a special, special sea shanty song in there. Um, so definitely go check that out. Uh, you guys are going to start getting new retro nom nom videos every Tuesday, I believe. We're shooting for Tuesdays. Um, yeah, Tasty Tuesday. Whether that be one of Rick's cooking shows, one of uh, the reviews, which... We do have a review coming up here soon. Um, and more stuff. Uh, yeah, go check out the YouTube. There's an E3 recap. Um, there's probably going to be some Dark Alliance gameplay coming up here very soon. Uh, but yeah, with all that being said, uh, as always, you can find me at Retronomapod across the board. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something, and I'm sure it'll come up later. <laughs> but yeah, where they find you, brother? uh serial kilter on most of the socials as always go to the facebook page because that's kind of our one-stop shop for being as up to date as we can be with the information and stuff definitely check out the youtube we're having a lot of fun making these videos for everybody it's kind of our next evolution we've done the audio now we got the video so uh, definitely go like subscribe follow at wherever you listen to it wherever you watch stuff um definitely do that leave comments you know if you have any questions you can email us at uh what is it retronomicon podcast at gmail.com yeah we're, we might be changing that here soon so we're not gonna too crazy it, okay. the best thing to do would be to dm us on instagram or through the facebook group um or serial kilter uh that that's probably the better way to do it yeah or ask an awesome question after you leave a five-star review on itunes um <laughs> yeah that'd work for us too uh, but again, we're working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes here. We're trying to get uh, not only more content, but better content out uh, as we kind of build this retro Nomopod brand. So we'll see what happens. Um, other than that. Yeah, I'll take us out like we always do with the weird yeah. question of the week. Uh, would a vegan survive easier in a zombie apocalypse? Uh, can I answer this one right now? No, you got to no. wait. God oh, damn it. Man. As always, we appreciate you guys stopping by and listening to this week's episode of the Retro Nama Pod. We love you and we will catch you next week. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>